Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're having our usual stroll through the Welsh hills today. It's particularly delightful because there's virtually no wind. Yay! A rare treat, treat in this part of the world. Oh, yeah. So we thought we'd have a bit of a rumble round the houses with our thoughts and ideas today. What's coming, what's going, what is. So I was going to begin by asking Dr. Yates how he feels the apocalypse is going so far. <laughs> and what his thoughts are about our further apocalyptic delights that might be coming in the future. Lots of exciting things on the horizon, many things to look forward to, I'm sure. Mm. So what do you think? Where are, where are we up to with it all? Hurt, hurtling towards the um, the climax, I would say. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, about stage, stage three or something. And Excellent. Just as, uh, you know, planned by the uh, Illuminati. Oh, or yeah. QAnon. And, um, and, oh, of course, the lizards. Don't forget them. Yeah, the lizards are definitely to blame. And it's probably because half the world is now in its state of advanced dementia because of the experimental vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and the microchips, don't forget them. And the microchips. They're flowing through the veins of the vaccinated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's, it's looking pretty dire, really. Yeah, I keep trying to find some, some good news. I mean, I know there's little bits of good news here and there, but something that could, like, really be, like, an actual ray of hope, you know, and a, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. You see little stars blinking here and there, but an actual light at the end of the tunnel? I haven't noticed that just yet. Yeah. I um, followed a bloke on Twitter this morning, and I just had a look at his profile, because... I like, he did a post and I liked it. I thought, well, this is what he's about. And I haven't had a look at his profile. And the guy said, I can see a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> and It's a train. I, and and then I started to wonder if it was an express train hurtling towards me. You know? <laughs> and he said, uh, <coughs> and he said, and then he said, and it is. You know. Yeah. How do? Hello. Hi. You know, so I thought, well, I'll follow him. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty shit, to be honest. It's really hard to keep up with all the bad news, oh, no, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a bit of a crack at it, but... Um, well, uh, the, the, the yeah. thing, thing to remember is that good, good news isn't news. Yeah, true. For a start. There's people all over the place beavering away, trying to save the day, you know. But they tend to not have the power, as it were. You know, the power. Or they've got a bit of a weird idea about what saving the day actually means. Well, there's that as well. Yeah. You know, so... But it's not like there's, 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 there's nothing good happening. There's, just, there's loads of it. But it, don't, it, it doesn't attract attention. Except perhaps, you know, to be dissed. You know? Mm. There's an awful lot. Of, well, and, and bear in mind in this, you know, the age of communication that there are pro- professional dissers whose job it is just to diss any progressive idea. Yeah. It's even automated, you know, you bring in the bots, flood, fl- flood a post on social media. With with, with with negativity, you know, copied and pasted, just just basically botted into existence, you know. Mm. There's enormous effort going into not rocking the boat, and, and uh, in other words, enormous effort going into preserving the the wealth, the wealth and power of the the point oh one percent. Then they'll go to great lengths to do it. Oh yeah, go to the ends yeah. of the earth for that one. Up to and including fucking naff celebrations, inverted commas, like stupid jubilee. <laughs> yeah. Up to and including war, of course. Yeah. 
up to and including torture and genocide, of course. And it seems like up, up to and including uh, wiping out the planet and the species, most of the species on it. Yeah. But on a, uh, a, a closer to home level right now, in the service of the rich, they've got this incredible um, cost of fuel crisis going on. And they're still putting the prices up, despite the the wholesale price of gas now being. Well, it's dropped. Like dropped, it's dropped tremendously, hasn't it? Yeah, it dropped fifty percent in the last month, but uh, or sixty or something like that. And and but the price, the price went up fifty percent. Now, what's an interesting thing is is this this inflation. And of course, the tra- the tra- traditional. By which I mean the traditional in terms of now liberal idea of, of the cause of inflation is money printing mm. this this was the, the very very core of the Thatcher Reagan revolution was the economics of Milton Friedman one of the uh, Chicago boys who'd uh, he shouldn't have had a reputation at the time Mrs Thatcher got elected because a few years prior to that he'd gone to Chile to after the CIA had cooed the socialist le- leader who was elected, they cooed him, they got the military to coup him. And the place was a military dictatorship then for years and years and years, in which thousands of people were, were disappeared and killed and tortured, trade unionists, leftists. Of course, the, Americans, the American oligarchs didn't like the thought of down there in the backyard that there'd be a, a mildly socialist government. Milton Friedman went into the country to uh, show them how to do their economy according to his supply-side neoliberal economics. And it was a miserable failure. You know, the, econ- the economy tanked. They had to start doing Keynesianism again. <laughs> What's Keynesianism, but, just for anyone who doesn't well, know? Well, Keynes recommended, recommended intervention. As, as the way of sorting out, basically, the, um, uh, uh, the, the, the the depression. You know, Keynes was all about pump-priming the economy. It's all right for the government to spend on projects. I mean, the, the, arc, the, arc, the, the archetypal Keynesian project was... Um, come over here, mate. The archetypal Keynesian proje- project was the New Deal in the 1930s. But Milton Friedman said all that's wrong because it entails printing money, doesn't it? The government prints the money to finance the projects. Milton Friedman's idea was that that Keynesian intervention was all wrong and it produced, eventually, stagflation, which, of course, we'd had years of Keynesianism. And in the 1970s, you got stagflation. The economy is stagnant, it doesn't grow. But there's inflation, higher than than this inflation, big inflation. So that then produces quite a bit of social unrest. And, and, uh, also, capitalists don't like it because it, it can eat into profits. Yeah. <laughs> so, the poor capitalists. I know. So his idea was you don't print money, you, you control the money supply. You can print some, but you control it. And it's called supply-side economics because what you do is you, 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 you put all your, all your government effort into, into controlling money, the supply of money, into money printing. Money minting or money printing. So that was the the, the, the Friedman gospel, which uh, was practiced to some extent by Thatcher and Reagan. Even though they they sort of quickly found that they had to they had to moderate it, you know. And they did actually carry on intervening in in the economy, even though they. They pretended otherwise, and 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 it, it certain certainly they cut back on uh, um, you know, welfare spending and, and public goods spending on public goods, and also crushed the labour union so that they wouldn't wouldn't ask for more wages, or that they weren't in a strong position when it came to wage bargaining. So the so that classic idea of inflation is it's, it's money printing. Plus, strong trade unions. 
In other words, it's called, it's called wage price spiral inflation, that kind of inflation. Um, and there was some of that in the stagflation of the 70s. And how that works is that trade unions uh, think correctly that their members could do with a pay rise when when it become um, could do with the pay rise when the wages are not going so far because prices are riding, rising madly as now gas price electricity prices food prices yeah it's housing, insane housing transport fares everything everything going up but not wages wages have actually been stagnant for a couple of couple of decades at least in this country and in America they are actually stagnant pretty well so There's now the talk that this this inflation is like that, but it's not. It's, it's like yeah, it's not a wage price inflation at all because wages wages haven't been going up, and trade unions are no nowhere near as strong as they were in the 1970s. You know that the Thatcher operation of crushing the unions and the Reagan operation of crushing the unions was followed through by all subsequent governments, including the the new Labour government of Tony Blair, who was not particularly pro-union. You know, and they, uh, the trade unions weakened under under Blair, and they weakened under Clinton. You know, a Democrat. Remember, the Democratic Party was at one time uh, uh, had the pretension of being uh, being a workers' party. Certainly not now, but and probably never has been really. But you know, even Clinton and 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 Tony Blair carried on with this this policy of of, of crushing trade unions. So we're getting that kind of talk now. And you get the governor of the Bank of England or the deputy governor or one of the one of the charlies at the Bank of England goes on public record, comes on the radio in the morning saying, uh, please don't ask for a wage rise. When they've got like seven, eight, nine, ten percent inflation. You know? So what's causing it if it's not this kind of classic wage price spiral? Or is it QE as as Milton Friedman suggested? Because a lot of money was minted. Uh, to, to see us through... Well, since 2008, uh, uh, the European Central Bank, the the Federal Reserve in the US, the Bank of England, and no doubt central banks around the world have been minting money like it's now tomorrow. You know, they started by just printing tonnes of money to bail out the banks. Instead of putting the bankers in jail, which would have been the correct thing to do, they bailed them out. But they, they printed the money to bail them out. And they've, they've been printing money hand over fist ever since. And that money has been finding its way into the pockets of the, the bankers, the very elite bankers, the investment bankers and investors. And people like Jeff Bezos have been creaming it off. It hasn't come to the people. Literally trillions and trillions and trillions of pounds, dollars, euros, whatever, have been minted since 2008. And hardly a penny of it's found its way into the spending power of of ordinary people. It's actually been, been loaned to corporations which they've generally used to buy back the stock, inflate the stock price and increase the bonuses of their CEOs. Nasty little scam that, eh? Yeah. Nasty little scam. So the, but, but there was no inflation. We've had no inflation for, for, for ages, like pretty well zero, one percent, half a percent, despite all the QE. I mean, it's, it's basically empirical proof that Milton Friedman's thesis doesn't always obtain. It only obtains under certain conditions, instead of always. So this inflation isn't wage price, isn't a, isn't a wage price spiral. It isn't caused by workers demanding and getting more money because they've got very powerful unions and will go on strike, even though that's now starting. But it's mm -hmm. only starting now. I think that's you know, going to be a lot more popular in the future, the very uh, near future. I, I think you're right. We've got an impending rail strike and an impending postal worker strike yeah. in this country. There's, uh, you know, waves of strikes to get to get union recognition for Starbucks and in Amazon. And these corporations have fight tooth and nail not to let this happen. And uh, but workers are organising. 
And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. In fact, there's, if we don't see a lot more of that, I don't think there's much hope. Because mm -hmm. these, the, these are the people with the potential power, you know, to do something about everything. Yeah, even yeah. if it's just the, uh, uh, the bin people went on strike. Yeah. Like everywhere, like say in the whole of Britain. Yeah. They all did it. Yeah. They, uh, they, get, they get what they wanted pretty quickly, I would think. Yeah. I'd say if the people were organised enough, I would recommend that we, have, we, had a, we, we, we use social media to, to do a crowdfund, raise an absolute load of fucking money, and then say to selected key workers, this might be all the bin men in the country, so just go and strike indefinitely. We'll pay you double your present wage to go and strike. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. And, 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 and as long as it takes... You know, and there's rats as big as big as dogs running up and down down the mall, you know. Yeah. And and, and one of he heads up to everyone. Get your rat traps in now, folks. Yeah. Pest control very important in the apocalypse. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There'll be lots of word to the wise. There'll be lots of pests in the yeah. apocalypse. So that 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 is a sign of hope. Is 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 this incipient renaissance of tri of tridunias? It's a it's a move that can go wrong, but it, in many ways it's it's like the it should be the main hope. Now I'm I'm, I'm all in favour of like social movements as well, you know. But there's nothing focuses the mind like the bins not being emptied, or the post not arriving, or the trains not running, yeah, or the or the hospitals closed if you're really serious. You know, a few we found this out in the pandemic. The, the most important people are not are not the kind of parasitic, useless, fucking royal family, or the or the the CEOs who are now more intelligent than anybody else, you know. But the the basic your basic key workers, shelf stackers, delivery van people, you know, who, who are in in precarious employment and and, and getting poor wages, they they actually have the power to stop the world. Yeah, farmers Lorry drivers. Well, yeah, and f f the farmers in India surrounded Delhi. You know, they put Delhi, Delhi under siege, and you'd, well, why don't we hear about it? But they won. The government backed down. Yeah, how many? How many were there? Were those? There was like a million of them, weren't there? I don't know Absolutely how many there was. There was, a, there was a lot. Huge there were, amount. There was a lot. I don't, I don't know. I followed it. I followed it a little bit, and it's it's very fucking impressive. It's very very impressive. You know, so. I mean, and they, they were fighting not to have their, their, their industry, their business of feed, feeding, you know, their, their neighbourhoods and, and the country and uh, handed over to the, 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 the international corporations who kind of monopolise everything. The seeds, the pesticides, the fertiliser, the soil improver, the machinery, the whole lot. You know, basically turning farmers independent farmers with their own land in, into into surfs yeah so, but there's, there's all kinds of stuff that, that's happening and then the real power the real power doesn't reside, reside in the hands of the one percent the symbolic power does and, the, and the, the levers on things like money and finance and investment that does and governmental you know they, they buy governments yeah who control, well, over the, who control the, uh, well, they, the army? Well, who control the army and the yeah. police, but and, and who pass laws? Yeah. So, the struggle is on, I would say. And there's there's a lot of little signs of uh, green ships of, of real resistance, resistance that stands a chance of being effective. But as I say, it can it can go wrong. Even these movements can get can get usurped, you know, and they do. It'd be really interesting yeah, to find out more about the uh, the India thing, like how they yeah. organised themselves to to get to that victory. Yeah, I mean they they didn't give up, and they had the police like beating them up and all this kind of stuff. But of course they they got their they, they got their big tractors, you know. <laughs> I, th I, I, th I, th I think uh, I think they just had an in, in, enormous amount of 
will to win, you know, spirit, enormous amount of spirit. Well, you know. I suppose as, as well, they're kind of like literally fighting for their lives, aren't they? They're fighting for their lives, but they also know that their cause is just. Yeah. So. And I think it might be like that, but in, like in a lot of ways, like here before too long. Because, yeah. you know, when if people really are going to die because either they can't afford to heat their homes and they're going to freeze yeah. to death, because it makes you ill to be that cold all the time, and then yeah. when you get ill, if you're still that cold, yeah. you know, it's not it's going to finish you off, especially yeah. if you're a bit infirm anyway. They're quite into bumping a few old people off there. <laughs> oh yeah, the Tories, they love yeah, that. It's like that's yeah. their, their, their sport, isn't it? I mean, you, you might you think I'm being obtuse or, or, or um, you know, indulging in hyperbole, but I do actually genuinely feel as though the government wants me dead. Well, and, any, and when, any when I say really, they yeah. want them gone, don't they? Yeah, and when I say when I say a policeman, I don't think there's somebody who's going to protect me. I think there's somebody who might kill me. I do, honestly. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not kind of just saying it for effect. It's, you can speak to a lot of old, older people and they'll say to you, well, they, they, want us, they want us out the way. Yeah. We're an inconvenience. There's a lot of us. My age, we're boomers, you know, there's a lot of us. But anyway, back to inflation, having gone <laughs> round, round the reeking somewhat, or round the gone, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, inflation, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not yet um, wage price spiral inflation. It's another kind of inflation. It's it's actually uh, price gouging, from what I can see. Yeah, I mean it's it's literally ro- robbing the poor to give to the rich, isn't it? It's like oh, it's, the, the, well, the it whole, is a true, a true crime what they're well, doing. Well, the, the whole system exists to do that. You know, it's a trickle up system. They tell you it's a trickle down system. We're all going to do well. Well, ha, ha, in, ha. Imp- empirically, um, uh, that has been shown to be bo- bullshit. We knew it was bullshit at the beginning, but now we have the historical record to prove it. You know, so it's price gouging, and, and, as, and as you remarked, you know, I think I think Howard Becky to somebody remarked on this. It's, it's something, um, you know, ga- ga- the, the wholesale price price of oil is certainly and gas has, has, has gone down now somewhat, uh, quite a lot. But but the the companies are still increasing the price, and Michael Lutzer has a good take on this. Is well, they're increasing the price because they can. And they're using the excuse that well, the, the the price will probably go up later when there's a bit when there's a shortage or because of I don't know political pressure on to actually stop burning the fucking stuff, which of course is the the big thing that is killing us. Yeah. And it's come it's hurtling towards us much more rapidly than people think. And they're fannying around with it. And they're using the Ukraine as as as, as an excuse to dig dig coal. You know, and to and to open up more oil fields and all the rest of it, and uh, it's not on. And when Greta Thunberg says something about it, they roll out the trolls to say that she's a, she, she's a child. Well, she's, she's a twenty-year-old woman. It's very intelligent, you know, or that she's that she's some kind of a puppet. No, she's not. She's got her own mind, cause she has. You know, and they just do that. It's like every little every little attempt. To save the day, just just gets flooded with this inane, irrational nastiness, you know. But price gouging, it's because they can. And uh, quite a number of e- economists too, I think, have got like a little bit of sense. I mean, it's an oxymoron to talk about a sensible economist. It's not a science. Um, because they bandy facts and figures around and graphs, makes it look like it's a science. It's not. It's you know, it 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 it, it has a factual base at its best, even though a lot of economics don't even have that. But you know, we're dealing with underdetermination of theory by by fact. In other words, that that's a posh way of saying that the economy is too too complex for there to be a definitive final description of it. Uh, with predictive power, particularly, but nevertheless, there's a few economists who I think got a bit of sense on some subjects, and I think of three who, who are saying this is price gouging. Basically, is what they mentioned. Michael Hudson, yeah. Richard Wolf says, "Well, why is the, why are the price of everything going up? Because the bosses are putting the price up." Yeah. Full stop. That's you the know. reason. And Grace Blakely 
she said, "This is this isn't wage price spiral inflation. This is this is this is a supply side inflation." She called it, in the sense of the disruption of supply chains, you know. But uh, you know, now now some of those issues uh, are working themselves through, which which the the reduction in the wholesale price of fossil fuels indicates that very thing. They should therefore be, shouldn't they? Therefore, be reducing the price to the, the customer, to us. Well, now they just put it up a bit more, mm. uh, in in case in case it seriously goes up later on. You know, so we've got to get our, we're getting the profits in before there's any 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 danger of our profits being compromised. This this is how how, how distorting the the profit mo- motive is. I mean, the obvious thing is, you know, everything's done done. Done with one motive, the profit motive. Only a minor, 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 minor interest in whatever social good accrues out of whatever your enterprise happens to be. Or any environmental damage, it's just it's called an externality. That's the bit that you don't have to pay because you throw it off onto nature. Mm. It's either, either, you know, the way that you get your resources and or the way that you dispose of your waste. You know? Of course, the process... That, that that might have been noticed and mitigated were it not for the, the for the the godlike nature, the overarching trumping of everything, which is the profit motive. But even, even that, as I say, you know, the capitalists have found a way even of like answering that that by not bothering about profit and just just um, put, uh, ramping up their stock prices by using fucking QE money. You know, they found another way of, of doing capitalism that doesn't even involve profit. Amazon made a loss for years. It might even still be making a loss for all I know. They don't care about profit. They, you know, why, why making a profit, Amazon in the early years, would have meant that they had to charge prices similar to their competitors. But Bezos didn't want that. He wanted to put them out of business. You know, he, want, he wanted a near monopoly. Or if they were gonna if they were gonna sell books or or whatever, uh, what you know, they'd have to do it off the Amazon platform. Mm. You know, even you, even your third party sellers are on the Amazon platform, aren't they? You notice that? Yeah. Because they got they've got the platform. We'll let you rent it, and they, they take their percentage. You know. So he either forced people to do that, or he forced them out of business. But he did it by not taking a profit. By by actually selling at a loss, just it's like huge loss for leaders for years, just just to, just to, just to fuck the competition, and it worked. And then it's then it's like use borrow QE money at zero interest rates. Remember, so it's like free money, and do do stock buybacks. You know. Just describe what stock buybacks are. Well, for anyone who doesn't know. Okay, uh, the government says, oh, the economy's in a pickle, let's print a trillion dollars. Okay, we've printed a trillion dollars, what should we do with it? We'll give it to the, to the, the, to the commercial banks, to the, the financial banks, to, to dispose of, as they wish, as loans, and make some interest on. They didn't say, oh, let's, 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 let's use it to start a project, project of... Improving the national parks or building some new national parks or, or, or let's build some high-speed railway. You know, the US has got no high-speed railway. You know, country, the, this advanced it? country, you know. Yeah. And, um, or whatever, no, they didn't do that. They said, oh, we'll just, we'll just let the banks and, uh, lend it. So they lend it at very, very low interest. Sometimes they lend it at zero interest. Sometimes they, they pay people to borrow it. But only certain people can borrow it. You've got, to, you've got to be a big mega corporation to borrow it. So they've been having cheap money for years, since 2008. They've been having not cheap money. They borrow it. And then they buy their own stock on the stock market. So the, their stock prices go up. Which, because... Because they, they, they can actually inflate them. That's right, because... How do? That's the farmer. Because of the demand, you know, it inflates the, the stock price. You know. So, um, which, which then, because if you're the CEO of, or, or, or just, just a top executive in, in Amazon or somewhere, it'll be in your contract that every year you get a bonus that's worked out on the, on, on the stock price. 
on top of that they do pay them in stock they give them stock so their wealth increases just just due to this manipulation so they don't need to bother about profits because they're, they're taking millions in bonuses such know. a disgusting practice it is and there's been tons tons and tons tons of that they need people say well the, the, the trump would come along and say the economy's booming what are you talking about because mm. what would what was his indicator of a booming economy it wasn't People you starving know, in the gutter or you know, anything like that. You know, well, the millions of people who have to live in their cars because they can't afford an, even a small apartment. That's right. You know, and, and, and you know, because that's not happening. Yeah. No, no, the no. economy's doing really, really well, folks. And, and meth, meth labs in RVs in the desert. You know, is the <laughs> yeah. only way you can make a few quid because you've been bankrupted by a medic, medical emergency. So. Their, their indicator of, of, of a thriving economy is just is the stock market. <laughs> you know, the, the, the FTSE index, the NASDAQ index, the Wall Street, you know, which is just, just like an average price of like the main stocks, you know. Right, and uh, of course, it's no indicator of anything. Just, it, it, the stock market it's high because it's been pumped through, through deliberate uh, manipulation using money printed out of thin air by the government. Same here, same in Europe. Same trick. There's a lot of that. I mean, there is still people paying profits and stuff like that. So that's how all that works, you know. So so being prepared to make a loss can, under certain circumstances, you know, in certain economic conditions, be a very, very sensible manoeuvre. Work that out. That's how fucking balmy... And unrelated to the reality of, of the lived needs and the lived experience of, of the billions of ordinary people on this planet. But it only has a, it has a certain lifespan. This all this doesn't it? Well, it, well, it, it has. You know, it, its well, look will run out. Well, it, it, it repeatedly it's crisis. I mean, Richard Wolff says it, 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 it's a crisis every seven, five to seven years. You know, when we long, we're overdue. Yeah, you know, I mean. Certain economists are saying that the way it is now, because of this inflation emerging, which is supply-side inflation, it's not a wage spiral, spiral inflation, uh, a, a wage-price spiral inflation. It's not a wage-price spiral inflation. Um, they're saying, well, it, 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 it will lead to a to a full-on recession. Yeah. I mean, we, when we did those series of podcasts a while ago, which asked the question, is the UK he- heading for an economic uh, collapse? And we were talking about all the different systems that we rely upon would all have to start collapsing at the same time yeah, to, but just, to, just to cause this catastrophe. Uh, it, actually, it actually is yeah. all happening, yeah. just like how we, dis- we described the worst case scenario in those yeah, podcasts, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's just it's just happened full, you know, big style in in Sri Lanka, hasn't it? Yeah, very unfortunately. Yeah, it's like this, I, the, that's not the only place as it's, well. It's like, like where they're, it, you know, they're desperately short of food. Yeah, there's, there's pe- people skanking around just tr- trying to get one small meal, you know, in in a day. You know, and it's, it's it really has gone right the way down to the bottom, you know, really really mm-hmm. quickly. But it's not uh, it's not looking great. No. So I really enjoy this summer, folks. If yeah. you can. <laughs> yeah. I I watched um, last night. I watched Aaron Bastani interviewing George Monbiot. Now there's a question mark in my mind over both of them people. You know. I think I think I think their 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 hearts are in the right place and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just reading Aaron Bastani's book, which is called. Um, which I'll review actually. It's probably it is worth reviewing because it's it's very well written. It's got some interesting ideas. It's called uh, fully automated luxury communism. And yeah. It's a little bit of semi-utopian futurology, but, but but rather beautifully written. And he's got a lot of stuff at his fingertips. Some of it I think is a bit. I'm sort of three quarters of the way through, so I will I will sort of keep me powder dry on that. But I'll probably review it at some point. So I'm not totally negative about him, but occasionally he comes out with things, and I think, well, come on, dude, think a bit deeper here, you know. Um, and George Monbiot did seem, if I remember correctly, get on the um, the anti-Semitism scam bandwagon, which was without unequivocally a scam. You know, we should be thankful to Mr Corbyn for, for showing us what we're up against. Yeah. 
and that perhaps playing nice with these people is not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, anyway, this interview fucking terrifying, you know. <laughs> Monbiot's new book is a really frightening one. But he reckons he, What's he, it called? I can't remember. I will, I will, um, I will chat that out. But he's 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 he's, he's analysing the the de- deleterious effect of an animal agriculture. Perhaps it is possibly the biggest mover for climate change, rather than vehicles and transport. And Oh yeah, I saw I saw that actually in my uh, my YouTube uh, feed about a vi- yeah. uh, an yeah. interview with him talking about that. Well, Was what, that Navarra as well? I'd watch it. I'd watch it. It's very very powerful. The two of them are on form. Yeah. And I said that I'm not, I'm not a great fan. I'll never forgive anybody who did who was on the bandwagon on that with Corbyn. Never forgive him. Yeah. Never ever forgive him. So there's a bit of me not willing to forgive him that he, he got duped, you know, by that. But nevertheless, his, his analysis of, of the environmental situation, you know, and its relationship to capitalism, and its relationship to meat. Yeah. You know, the meat, meat agriculture. Can you give is, us a bit of a summary of what he was saying? Well, it's... it's the, 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 the impact of the, the meat industry globally on, on climate, on environment, including forests and rainforests, on soil... On water quality, on health, is absolutely massive, absolutely huge, and he's, he's, he's saying if we don't dismantle it, we're fucked. We really are fucked. We're going to fry. You know that's it. And I think he's right. I think he's right. You know, but he, he sees hope in the technologies that that, that we can now make sort of. Protein and fat, you can make taste like anything uh, uh, through fermentation processes for like a penny a ton, using on a, on a footprint of a few a factory instead of thousands of acres of rainforest that you've cleared. Mm. And it says the possibilities of that. And it's, it's like why not? If we're going to have food security, we're going to have to do something like that. Yeah. And you're kind of thinking, well, I like my eggs and I like my cheese and stuff. And I do, you know. I, mean, I don't eat meat. I haven't eaten meat for 50 years plus, 60 years. I don't know, a long time. But uh, it might be, a, might be a no choice thing at some point. Anyway, it's very, it's, you can take it or leave it, I would say, but I would certainly watch it and I would certainly check up some of the references. Because I think you'll find that there's there's some substance, there might be some minor mistakes and some some other things we need to think about. And you always need to kind of whenever you do something like like that, those two did, you need, you need to sit, come, keep coming back to a kind of class analysis. How is this? How is this impacting the ordinary people, the, the people who work? You know, the key workers we've been talking about. How, how are they impacted in? you know a class analysis and uh, I I think it's something you need to remind yourself of when you do these kind of analyses when you're getting down into like nitty-gritty of things like methods of agriculture or methods of transport or ways of organizing society you know which there are many possibilities you know it's not like we have to have it's not like setting stone we have to have it like this but all of these considerations Always remind yourself, I would say, if, if, if I can't recommend anything to our listeners, always remind yourself of how this impacts the different economic classes. Follow the money is my kind of formula for, <laughs> for this, because you end up in the same place if you follow the money. It's always the same few gr- gr- greedy bastards calling the churn, yet the power resides with those key workers all over the planet. Mm-hmm. That's where the power resides. Ultimately, they can turn the tap off on it all if they're organised and in solidarity with each other, which of course they're not, because an enormous effort and enormous proportions of the wealth of the wealthy is spent on making that not happen. You know, by just creating like artificial 
things for people yeah. to become yeah. passionate about on opposite ends of the spectrum. Culture wars. Yeah. Even though culture wars, you have to be careful there because sometimes the issues are very, very real issues of, of, of just justice and injustice that need addressing. You know. But at the same time, the only division that really matters at the end of the day is the division into economic classes. You know, if you're going to try and understand the power dynamics, which you need to have a grip on, if we're ever going to formulate ways of getting out of this mess, you know. I personally don't think it's too late. I do see green shoots, trade unionism, and in. Um, in fact, the, the general chaos, you know, and the general fragmentation. Oh, can't it? I don't know, it might be a bit too strong to say one welcomes it, but, you know, in a sense... In a sense, you do, you know, because... It's, a lot of what's falling apart now are the very mechanisms of, of suppression. Why, why, have we, why have we got a bill? Why does Priti Patel pass a bill which gives a policeman the right to decide that you're protesting too noisily and put you in jail forever? Or for the Home Secretary to decide you're a social menace and put you in jail forever because you're, you're a dissident about some of the shit that they're up to? In a situation in which nobody in their right mind with a, a modicum of uh, um, education who's paying attention is going to... Th- He's going to be anything but a dissident. Yeah. You know? So why do we have that law? It's because the methods, the less draconian methods that sufficed before no longer suffice, do they? Or they believe that they will no longer suffice in the near future. They're getting the ducks in a row. Because they're expecting huge riots and protests. Yeah. But if we all, if we all, if we all throw a sickie every, every <laughs> Monday... You know? Yeah. For the next... Let's see that focus their mind. Let's focus their minds with that. Because mm. there's a million things we could do with that. There's all kinds of guerrilla stuff we could do. I quite like that thing when those small, in, small investors disrupted the institutions when they were trying to short that uh, that gaming, that, that chain of gaming shops selling computers. Stop. Yeah. Just the kind of you know the the the, pe- the penny stock investors on one of these investment sites just fucked up somebody's shorting attempt on it. <laughs> they were attempting to take it down and they, they, they stopped them and they got a lot. It meant the institutions lost a lot of money. Yeah. Because they were gambling on on it on it on it on it going down. So a few million little people got together and yeah. all bought in yeah. little bits. You just buy a dollar here and a dollar there and because the the the, the price didn't plummet, which they'd bet on the price plummeting with the kind of sh- that horrible shorting mechanism which is like quirks of mathematics mm. it's like we always make a profit even when we lose <laughs> you know yeah. I mean first reform of capitalism would be stop short selling yeah, oh god yeah definitely. second reform stop instruments oh yeah well, they, they can go to right they, in the they, were t- they were talking about stopping instruments after 2008 and I think they did put some some Restraints on, I think I remember Gordon Brown restraining them a bit on that, but it got kind of pushed back again, you know. It got, uh, they're doing all that shit again. They're doing all very similar shit again, you know. (sighs) Yeah. So the apocalypse then, state of the apocalypse, well. Well, as you know, I'm always concerned about um, food supply. um, And also, yeah, supply chains yeah. and all the, uh, the, the the disruptions. I mean, I really became interested in this because of Brexit and learned a lot about yeah. uh, our supply systems here. Yeah. And yeah, they, they're not they're not doing very well. Yeah. <laughs> not doing very well. Well, I mean, it's a George Monbiot thing. Is is a huge food food security crisis. Yeah, I mean, there is now a global food shortage. Yeah. So, you know, through various things. Well, there's, there's thousands of tons of, millions of tons of, of wheat locked up in ports in, in silos in, 
in Ukraine that can't get it because Russians won't let it out. Or there's a war. Yeah. And the the harbours are mined. And it's almost like they're holding that food to mm. ransom, aren't they? Yeah. It's a, one of their bargaining I mean, chips. You know, Ukraine, various figures, but they, they basically supply North Africa, Egypt, Tunisia, Libya, all this, you know, and, and even Sub-Saharan Africa gets all their wheat, which it's only, you know, it's only got to come through the Black Sea and over the, the Mediterranean. They get all their wheat from the Ukraine. And the, the harvest is due to come in next month, the winter wheat harvest. And normally they'd, they'd get 80 million tonnes of wheat, and they got, it's down to 50 million, and they've got to get it out in the war, in the war zone. It could rot in the fields. It could rot in the fields. I mean, this is huge. Yeah. You know, the Arab Spring was, was due to that very thing. Due to, due to, it, there were bread riots started it all off, food shortages. And it ended up with like a, 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 a decades-long war in Syria. So, it's not looking great. No. I mean, these people could say, well, that's all right, we'll just eat something else. But the trouble is, millions and millions of people will need to also eat that something else yeah. if the wheat's not available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And, of course, we've got the, uh, the climate change problem, meaning that large areas that would normally have a good harvest are <laughs> they're either on fire underwater or they're um, they're just completely parched and dry so yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah or it's like weirdly started snowing when <laughs> you know it yeah. never normally snows or some yeah. weird freaky environmental yeah. stuff going on so yeah. there's all that as well And of course, COVID's played its role in messing yeah. everything up. Of course, it has, yeah. So there's been, yeah, all sorts of things. The thing is, the world should be ready for black swans, you know, and, and, and mechanisms were in place. And I think it's very important that scientists are out and about swabbing ducks and swabbing bats to find out what's floating about out there by way of viruses that could do a, a zoonotic jump into humans, you know, and, and of course Trump uh, stopped funding that. There's an international body does that. Trump says, well, why should America pay for this and, and removes the money, you know. Whether Biden's put it back now or not, I don't know, but the, 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 the world spends two trillion on arms, you know. They've got like the odd sort of 10, 20, 30 billion to sort of Keep your eyes open for a, for for a repeat performance of COVID, but maybe with something more dangerous. Eve, do you think if you were a politician, you'd you'd think that was a reasonable idea? I would think that would be a reasonable idea. Well, I've fucking you know, locked down. <laughs> maybe we'll just take it up. Let's just pull back a trillion from buying some more tanks and missiles and just put it into um, uh, yeah, pandemic prevention. That would that, be great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're almost in Abermona, aren't we? Yeah, I'll just finish on a note that uh, don't forget that uh, British farming's absolutely fucked. Uh, the Tories have destroyed it, and they are uh, all sectors of the any any chance of us producing food for the home market is is really really dwindling. We are really really dependent on food being imported from other places and they're not going to want to import it because they're, they're keeping it for themselves they oh, need, yeah, well, they're needing up. to keep the food it's already happening i mean yeah. in, india said they're not going to export a, a, num a number of key food exporters have said they're keeping it this time yeah so this is this is happening so there's there's less food available to even if we could pay for it they you know we've got the money to pay for it they're not going to send it to us because they need their they need it to feed their feed their own population so there's that um yeah and our own own farmers are just in like desperate trouble 
Yeah. For a long story, but anyway, yes, yeah. the Tories' fault as normal. You know, the, pe- the People's Party who got all the <laughs> farmers and the fishermen to vote for Brexit and uh, their own destruction. So My there own. you go. Well, they're, well, they're fragmenting themselves. Well, they they always were, but now it's really hitting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, good news, we, we did hear today that there is um, a, a vote of no confidence has been triggered in Johnson, yeah. which uh, is very pleasing. Even if he even uh, if he wins, it's even if he him. wins, it's still damaging for him. So I'm quite pleased. Yeah. So even if this means that we get God Listros or somebody else, at least it's a, it is it is a blow. It is it is a blow to to yeah. uh, the Tories as a whole. I think getting a scalp would be quite nice. <laughs> well, e- even though you know, uh, if he stays there, he's he's going to carry on doing more and more reputational damage. And that absolutely. So it's kind of it's win-win really. Either either yeah. get the reputational damage because yeah. he gets voted against, yeah. and if he continues and refuses yeah. to resign and, and and gets to stay Prime Minister he will just do more and more damage to them so that they yeah, yeah. hopefully become a thing of the past which would be nice. Yeah, that's true I mean it's important to bear in mind you know, that the, the ruling class the oligarchs, the 0.1% are not a monolithic they will pull together when push comes to shove even if they're kind of the different sides hate each other but they also have a lot of they have fragmentary forces within as well because the the interests pull a bit differently. You know they're vying for power. The tech bros are not ex- exactly in bed with the world all the time with with Wall Street, who's not in bed with manufacturing. Massive tension between finance and capital proper manufacturing capital, industrial capital, and in, 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 in different countries. Plus rivalry between national capitals. You know, nation-based capitalisms, even though, of course, the really big stuff is completely global now. So, well, uh, we're just nearly at the end of our walk now, so a little bit of uh, quiet advice for you all. Uh, please stock up on foods with a very long expiration date. <laughs> Canned food, perfect. Canned food actually lasts way, way, way longer than the expiration date, so it's a, it's a good good food to have in just uh, just to mention that there for everybody yeah. and have some enjoyment this summer because uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be so pleasant next well, summer have a good apocalypse yeah Do, have a good apocalypse and uh, make knowledge great again yeah well uh, thanks for coming on this walk with us today on this uh, lovely low wind day and we'll speak to you soon ciao now